Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. We're beginning a series in the book of Acts, looking at the life of the Apostle Paul. Uh, My name is J.J. Routley, and I work in the Bible and Theology Department here at Emmaus Bible College, and very excited to take a look at the life of Paul together with you over the next uh, sessions. In this series, we want to focus in very narrowly on the Apostle Paul from the time of his conversion on the road to Damascus, his early years serving in Damascus, later in Jerusalem, and then up to the church in Antioch, and to his eventually missionary journeys throughout the Mediterranean world, and his letters that he wrote to many of the churches in Asia Minor, Greece, and even to Rome. And so uh, beyond that, we'll even take a look at his imprisonment and finally his martyrdom uh, in the city of Rome later on in the first century. We're going to follow Paul across the Mediterranean world, learning something about the cities that he visited, the locations that he went to. We'll also learn to hear his heart for the gospel of Jesus Christ and his desire to share it with all the people. So we're very excited to begin this journey together. Let's take a moment to begin our series looking to the Lord and asking for his blessing on it as we go. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, as we study the life of Paul together over these next sessions, we pray that your spirit would do a work in our hearts and in our lives as we look into the text of scripture, as we consider what it says and how it relates to our lives today. We pray that we would not only learn things from your word about uh, historical events people and places and things that happened during the time of the early church, but that we would understand your thoughts and your heartbeat behind the message of Scripture, and that we would be able to apply that to our lives and see change and transformation in our lives as a result of that, Father. So we pray for your blessing on us as we study together and read together. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, what I'd like to take a a look at in this session are really three things. The historical setting of the book of Acts and the life of Paul in particular. Then I want to take a moment to overview Paul's life, talking about the major elements or major movements of Paul's life throughout his uh, uh, history. And then we will look at the impact of Paul's life beyond his lifetime and the book of Acts all the way down to our time in the present. So first of all, we begin with the historical setting of where we pick up in the life of Saul. Now, Saul is introduced to us in Acts chapter 7. And next session, we will spend some time looking at the early life of Saul and what the book of Acts tells us about Saul as he's first introduced. So we don't want to move into that too much today. All I want to say to begin with is to talk about the setting of the world around 
uh, the city of Jerusalem as it occurs as the place where we are first introduced to Saul. Saul is placed in Jerusalem during the events of Stephen's martyrdom, where he witnesses to the Lord Jesus Christ and eventually is stoned to death. But how did we get there? Uh, in the New Testament, as we read through it, how do we, when we come to Acts chapter 7, what are the events that lead up to this martyrdom and Saul's participation in it? So we have to go back to the early chapters of the Gospels in the New Testament. We begin with the birth and life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, this occurs right around perhaps 6 to 4 BC. Uh, Christ is born, uh, taking us to the events of the Christmas story. The Gospels record his birth and not much of his early life, but when we come to uh, the time of his public ministry, perhaps 30 AD, we have a, a very good picture in the Gospels of about a three-year or three-and-a-half-year period that speak to us about the ministry of this man, Jesus of Nazareth, who was more than just a man. The Gospels testify to the fact that this is God in the flesh. John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. This Word, we read in verse 14, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. This tells us very clearly John is talking about the Lord Jesus coming to earth as a man. He was in the beginning with God. He always existed, and he was God, John says. And so in his flesh, in his humanity, Jesus does not cease to be God. He's still fully God and at the same time fully man. And so as he lives his life among human beings, he's showing to them what God looks like and how God thinks and how God acts. And ultimately, Jesus has a mission in his life. And his mission is ultimately to go to the cross and suffer and die on behalf of the sins of the human race. God comes in the flesh to redeem us and reconcile us to himself. What we could not do in our sinfulness and our depravity God himself did in sending his son. John chapter 1 and verse 18 says, No one has ever seen God, or no one has seen God at any time. But the only begotten God, that's the Lord Jesus, who is in the bosom of the Father, has made him known. And so Jesus came to make the Father known to us. He came to set his face like a flint, to suffer and die on the cross of Calvary, and he did it so that we might be saved from our sinfulness, from our wickedness. The Bible testifies to the fact that all humanity is uh, fallen, has sinned, and fallen short of God's glory. Paul will write that later on in his letter to the Romans in chapter 3, verse 23. And as such, all humanity is guilty before God, having violated his holy standards. And so we needed someone to reconcile us to God because we had, through our sin, distanced ourselves 
from him. And that was the purpose of the Lord Jesus Christ's life. He came to suffer and die, paying the penalty for our sins. Paul would also write in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. The penalty that we deserve for our sin is death. And this death is viewed in the letters of Paul and in the New Testament, not merely as a physical death, but as a death that ultimately separates us from God eternally. Christ came to pay that penalty for us so that we could be redeemed from our sin, so that we could be bought out of our slavery to sin and forgiven and reconciled to God. That's the purpose of Jesus' life and Jesus' ministry, to uh, show us who the Father is so that we could understand something more about God than had previously been revealed. And that through his life, his death on the cross, and the Bible tells us of his resurrection from the dead, by believing these things, we might have eternal life and be saved from our sin, free from guilt, and restored to a right relationship with God. And so this is what the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John refer to in the New Testament, the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, his ministry, his sacrificial death, and his glorious resurrection. Now, the book of Acts picks up after the resurrection of Christ. At the very beginning of the book of Acts, Jesus is still with his disciples uh, he imparts some closing words to them and then wonderfully, amazingly ascends into the heavens. Once again, uh, and, and Paul will later, later tell us, he is seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven today. So at the book of Acts, the Lord Jesus tells his disciples to wait in the city of Jerusalem but then he also tells them that they will be his witnesses, both in Jerusalem and then in the surrounding region of Judea and Samaria. Samaria was a little bit further to the north. And then to the ends of the earth. And that really gives us something of a small outline of the uh, book of Acts. It's going to start in Jerusalem, expand to Judea and Samaria, and then ultimately to the ends of the earth. So the disciples wait for the Holy Spirit to descend on the day of Pentecost, and then they begin to witness to the resurrected Jesus that his death was effective for those who will believe, put their faith and trust in him, and be forgiven of their sins, that those people would have new life and forgiveness of sins as well. Now, I want to overview Paul's life, and this largely comes from the work of a man by the name of J. Paul Tanner, uh, who did some work through uh, Dallas Theological Seminary some years ago to provide a chronology of the life of Paul. And he divided Paul's life into three periods. The first period was called the formative period and really lasted for about 15 years from Paul's conversion as Saul in the uh, spring uh, or summer of 34, 35 A.D., 
uh, to about the spring of 48 AD. And this formative period has a large amount of time where we really don't know much about what was going on. We'll talk a lot about this early life of Saul next time. After the spring of 48, we have a nine-year period from 48 to 57 AD that we could call the missionary period, where Paul is on uh, really three different missionary journeys. First to Cyprus and Asia Minor, or more specifically the region of Galatia. Then on his second journey to Asia Minor and then across the Mediterranean to Greece, uh, with an extended stay at the city of Corinth. And then a third journey where he goes back again to Asia Minor and Greece, but this time he spends an extended amount of time in the city of Ephesus. Following this period, after AD 57, we have about 11 years where the life of Paul really could be called the imprisonment period. He is in and out of jail during these years, uh, for his various, quote-unquote, crimes against the Roman Empire. And it is during this period that he writes many of his letters. This lasts for about 11 years until 68 AD, when he is martyred in the city of Rome. Now, I want to talk just for a moment about the impact of Paul's life. The gospel of Jesus Christ went forth through the life of Paul beyond Judea and Samaria to the ends of the earth. Really, this is the beginning of this expansion through Paul, who is called particularly by Christ to be a missionary to the Gentiles. He takes the gospel first to Cyprus and then to Greece, uh, Asia Minor, and then to Greece and eventually to Rome. And so he extended the gospel into Asia Minor, Greece, and even the heart of the Roman Empire in testifying before Caesar himself. The book of Acts doesn't give us the details of that testimony, but alludes to the fact that he is in the city of Rome at the end of the book, waiting to uh, argue his case before Caesar. So ultimately, Paul is ministering to the Gentiles. He's taking the gospel beyond uh, Israel and the Jewish people. The gospel of Jesus Christ is for all peoples. And that's the wonderful truth of the life of the Apostle Paul. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash